are so glad that you're watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. And oh my goodness, I have a great encouraging testimony for you from Stephanie. Stephanie called our prayer center and she and her husband were approved for mortgage after receiving prayer. They were asking God to give them favor for the mortgage. And she also asked us to pray for her uh, with a job interview she had had. After we prayed, uh, she called back later and say that she received, she got hired for that job. So God answers prayer. And you may think, well, what are the needs you have in your life today? You might have a, a physical need. You might have a relational need. Maybe you have a marriage need. Maybe you have, you're depressed and there's some emotional struggles that you're going through. Whatever the needs are in your life, a financial need, pick up the phone, get on the website. We love to pray for you. Stephanie did that and God answers prayer. So give God an opportunity. And sometimes we get in our head, well, that's too small. You know, I can't ask God for, you know, this or, or we think, oh man, that's a really big request. In God's mind, nothing is small, nothing is big because God is God, right? I mean, nothing's impossible. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We love to pray for you. We know that God answers prayer. And mom, oh my yes. goodness. Yay, yes. we have Deborah Pagay with us. We oh, love yeah. Deborah. Love you guys. We do. Thank you we, so we, much. We, we, we wish you would move here. <laughs> <laughs> right? We should move to LA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, don't think so. <laughs> that would rattle my cage. I, we're moving outside of LA, so I can understand. Good for that. you. Deborah, new book, One Minute Money Mentor for for women. Yes. Oh my goodness, how many women are on the planet need help with money? And that's why we have to, those of us that God has given some expertise in this area, we have to mentor others. And it doesn't have to be long and drawn out, just little bite sizes of wisdom. One minute. Yes, one Ooh, minute. I like just, it. Just even in, you talked earlier, read the uh, testimony of the woman uh, who had gotten the mortgage. I like what you said about that. God can do anything. And one of the things we have to remember when we start talking about money, don't limit God to our checkbooks. I hate to see people say, I live on a fixed income. It's like, no, no, don't say that. It's not fixed. That, you may only be going to get a certain amount from a certain source, but it's not fixed. God has resources oh, well yeah. beyond what we could ever think. Well, exactly. Yes. And yeah. I like this, that you say there are 21 strategies. Yes. Because this is really where we live in these 21. So this is very, very key for you to have. And you know, today you may be believing for something really big in your life. Why don't you call us, get the book, and of course leave the prayer request with us. And I like this about money. Money is our servant. Yes. Money doesn't oppress us. Money is our servant. And it answers all things. That's what the <laughs> proverb says, that wisdom book. It you answers know? all things. So tell us some of these really good things that will help women especially. Well, I, wanna, I want women to, first of all, understand that you do have a head for money. <laughs> so you do have a head for figures. So don't even approach the subject of money as something you just need to relegate to somebody else. You need to know that you can understand how to handle money and that you can have a quality life and that you can have the competence, the confidence and the courage to do what you need to do with your money. You don't have to fear success. You don't have to fear failure. And these are things that women fear. I know for me personally, I feared success because I heard recently that people don't like successful women. <laughs> it's like, really? You know, uh, other women will look at you a little bit if you were too successful. Well, so this book isn't about getting rich or anything. It's just about making informed financial decisions. But we can be successful. We don't have to brag about it. I like what it says in Proverbs uh, 31. It says, she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. You can know what you bring to the table without bragging about it. 
<laughs> you can perceive, you can know, and then you know that you bring something of value to the table. So when I talk about these strategies, I list 21 strategies, and I'll just highlight a couple of them. But Please. one of the one is just to ask for what you deserve. I love the story of the daughters of uh, Zelophehad when right. they were in the wilderness, and this story is found in Numbers 27, but in, in the original plan, women want, weren't allocated any land. But these five daughters came... In, 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 in with inheritances, right? With inheritance. No, women didn't inherit So money. the land and the resources, whatever, went from father to son That's to right. grandson. So it was Just male... The yeah. So <laughs> yeah. these chicks, they're kind of getting their undies in right. a bunch because... Because their father had died in the wilderness and they went to Moses. And I love it that they initiated the, the meeting. And the Bible says they stood before Moses and all of them and they said, listen, our father died in the wilderness. We don't have husbands, brothers. We're attached to no men who can... Uh, make sure that we get an inheritance. And so they said, give us an inheritance among our father's brothers. In other words, we want the same inheritance that our uncles would have gotten. And Moses took the case to God and God says, the daughters of Zelophehad speak right. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He said, thou, thou shalt surely give them an inheritance. Maybe women couldn't own land today if it hadn't been for those women. You have to ask for what you want. And especially if there's a woman on a job and you know that you've been performing well and you know that you need a raise, not need, but that you deserve a raise because need is never the issue, then you need to ask. You just need to ask and say, listen, this is what I've done. This is what I bring to the table. I know this is what this job is worth, and I'd like a raise. And you don't have to be apologetic about it. You just ask for what you want. You have not because you ask, ask not. Ask not. And that is very key. And I, I found this because I wanted to go to a university, and of course, uh, school is expensive, more so now than at the time that I went. And my father said, well, if you want to go, you'll have to get scholarships and pay your own way because I'm not going to pay it. <laughs> but God paid it. And I graduated with a bachelor degree in foreign languages and I didn't owe a dime. Wow. Why? Because asking and believing is receiving. And maybe you want to do something really big and you have no money for it, and everybody tells you it's not going to work, you know, I believe God can do anything, he can and do He can give you a miracle. So call us and just tell the miracle that you're believing for. We'll pray with you. And of course, you need these strategies. I needed strategy because I used to say, well, I just don't have a mind for figures. Well, I have a mind for prosperity. And you do too. And this will help you to have the mind of Christ for prosperity. Another question I was going to ask you and related to this idea of asking. You yes. know, if, you, if you're a good employee, you add value and you go and ask and say, you know, I would like to have these based on. Now, one of the things we talked about off camera was um, need, yes. right? I got three kids at home and I need the money. Do I bring that to my employer? No. <laughs> Why? Because I mean, I feel the weight of that, right? Yes, but yes, but but need is never that. That's not his problem. Your need is not his problem. What you want to say is, this is how I've improved the quality of your company. So you keep a good record. Most most women don't keep a good record. I was in a company once where I was on a fast track, and they said you need an OBM file. Oh, bad me. <laughs> keep a file of 
of the, all the things that you did, that you brought to the table, even if I, I worked on a team or I, I, I formed a team and this is what we accomplished, keep a record of it. And when of it's time for your review. And what you've done and yes. how much you've added value. Absolutely. And these are the contributions. Right. And this is how your company has improved because I'm here and I'm right. a part of this right. team. I'm a valuable contributor. And this is what this is worth on the market, mm -hmm. in the marketplace. This is what this job is worth. And I know that I do that. And so that, that that's it. You don't have to do it apologetically. And if they say no, you say, look them straight in the eyes and you say, when can we revisit this? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> when can we revisit this? And I always know that promotion comes from God. But don't assume. Don't keep quiet. Don't keep quiet and think if you just keep your head down and work hard, somebody's going to notice. Nobody's ever going to have the burden for your finances the way you're going to have for your finances. So you just be sure to ask. Most of the time we don't ask us. We don't want the, we, we may get fired. Really, if you're that good, I, I mean, you got to perceive that your merchandise is good. It's okay to ask. You don't ask with an attitude. You ask with a, an, an eye towards flexibility, just as the daughters of Zalofi had did when they went to Moses and the uncles came back later and said, wait a minute, if they get married, that's going to dilute our inheritance. So they agreed to marry within the tribe. So you got to be flexible. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got to have some win-win. And the yeah, other win -win. piece of that too is if you, when you go to your boss and say, I would like, a, I would like to uh, receive an increase or whatever wage adjustment, you know, raise. Um, it's important as well to understand how's the company performing That's financially. Right, how the company is performing. So be in the know. Mm -hmm. You know, find out. If you work for a public company, read the financial statements. That's why in the book I'm explaining to women how to read a financial statement, how to read a balance sheet. Oh, oh and what I love oh. in this yes. is you have like yes. this glossary at the end with vocabulary. Because yes. yes. so much of this stuff is vocabulary. It right. is. If you know what the word means versus I would, there was a very famous woman on television and she had lost her house and she said, I didn't know what a balloon payment was, and I Ooh. and I lost my house because there was a balloon payment. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I didn't know what that was. Right. So half the battle is won when we understand terms. So I I, I have a situational glossary in the in this transactional Perfect. glossary. Perfect. Uh, if you're buying a house, you need to know what equity means and 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 all that kind of thing. Debt to debt ratio. What does that mean? And how can you get yours lined up right? It's not that hard. It really isn't that hard. It isn't. And I don't think you threaten your husband. Not at all. You know, no. when you have knowledge about it, I think some women think, oh, well, my husband knows everything. Well, he probably doesn't know everything. Doesn't. And you don't have to tell him everything that you've learned. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell him everything that you've learned. You have to be like Abigail. You know, yeah. sometimes we just got to do what we have to do without it, you know, because you know what you're dealing with and just have the knowledge so that at the point in time you can use it. And I think this helps you because I know in our marriage, well, our biggest fights were over money, you know, and so having something like this yeah. helps you also to present the truth in a positive way. And, you know, I, we didn't have big fights later on because we learned how to live with each other in facts of money. And I know when we would do every year the income tax, I would throw this, oh, I didn't list some of the checks. Well, I didn't know I was supposed to. And he said to me, don't give me that stuff. I know you're not stupid. You're just lazy about it. And so this will help you to have greater peace in your marriage. And that's really key. Now, Deborah, I like the fact that you give the practical with the supernatural. So you're going to be sharing some more yes. facts that makes yes. the supernatural prosper in your life. So Absolutely. tell me in this second segment that we're looking forward to, what are you going to be cooking? We're going to be talking about life insurance. Should women get it? How much should you have? What's the difference between term life and whole life? Is there a difference? Should you have it? Uh, is, does that show lack of faith because you're a planner? 
those are the kind of things we're going to look wow. at. Yeah. See, and that's something that I think is super important because we'll rely on that lack of planning and, and we don't, and the absence of practicality, right? Yes, and, yes. and then we wonder, everything hits the fan, we're like, oh, well, what happened to the faith? Well, that's called faith and wisdom. They work together. They work together. Um, and they're complementary and not competitive. Absolutely. So we encourage you, you know, you might be watching right now and you've got like debt coming out of your ears. Some of you watching, you have college debt. Some of you have debt that you've rung up on your credit card, you've had house payments, you're just overwhelmed with it. We want to pray for you. Hop on the phone now. We want to pray that God would help you to get debt free. Money and the worries that come with it can be all-consuming. We want to help you take charge of your money and conquer the bad habits, fears, and uncertainties that hinder your stability and success. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Deborah Pagay's book, One Minute Money Mentor for Women. With practical, easy to understand steps, you will learn how to ask for what you want in the workplace, strategies for getting out of debt and bringing your credit cards under control, the risk and rewards of investing, and much more. We will also send you Marilyn and Sarah's teaching CD, Provision for Your Vision. This resource shares how God provides for His children in both expected and unexpected ways and will guide you as you walk the path toward financial security. To complete this great resource, we will include our prayer scripture card for easy access to powerful scriptures that can change your circumstances. Financial freedom, it's not about wealth, it's about peace of mind. Call or click today to receive this life-changing resource. Together, we are impacting thousands of lives with the truth, compassion, and power of God's Word. But there is still much more to be done. By becoming a partner with Marilyn Hickey Ministries, you'll share in bringing God's miracles and healing to the sick, experiencing a deep love for the Bible, and taking the gospel to the nations. When you become a $30 a month partner with Marilyn and Sarah, we'll send you our welcome gift package, which includes the Jehovah Rapha Oil Vial with oil prayed over by Marilyn and Sarah, our exclusive partner CD set, which includes six CDs featuring 12 never-before-released teachings, the Majesty Coffee Table Book featuring beautiful representations of the names of God, and more. If you have a passion to reach the lost and are ready to release the anointing of God into your life, then join us today by becoming a partner. Call or click today and help Marilyn and Sarah cover the earth with the word. We are so delighted you're with us, especially for this segment, because we're looking at the One Minute Money Mentor for Women, and there are 21 strategies, but I want to say something as a mother, as a grandmother, this works for your children too because we don't want our children to be stupid with money. And if we're stupid, we'll pass on stupidity. But if we're bright in it, I tell you, that is really key. Now, let me just say this to you. When Sarah hit 15, she said, are you and dad going to buy me a car? I said, and I thought, oh, I haven't even thought about it. Is she going to drive? And so I said, well, we'll pray about it. So we prayed and we said, no, you can work and buy your own car. And we figured exactly how, because you have this much saving and you could be the first one in your school to buy their own car. And she did it. And then she was very protective of her car. She didn't want anyone to borrow it because she had bought it. But those are principles we want to pass on to children. And I have people say to me, well, of course you're going to buy your grandchildren their first car. I said, of course I'm not. I'm not going to at all. Thank you. 
Don't do that. <laughs> exactly. That would be a disaster. <laughs> it would be. And no. so we want them to learn the process. That's why I especially like this book, The One Minute Money Mentor for Women and 21 Strategies, because the way we handle money is the way our children and our grandchildren can be involved with money. And money can be your failure or your success. And so I want you to be sure and call in, maybe give the names of your children, your grandchildren, that we can just pray for wisdom in the way they handle money. I think that would be very key for you today. And before Deborah comes to tell us about something so key in everybody's life, this fits everybody, but before she comes, I want to thank all you partners for sowing money in our ministry. I'm telling you, Sarah and I could not reach two billion people every weekday if we didn't have you. God bless you and bless what you sow. Deborah, go for it. All right, and thank you so much for this ministry, Marilyn. It's just amazing uh, that people come up to me, people who want the word and who love the word, they watch you. They don't watch you for any other reason other than they know that you're cooking up some good word. <laughs> just want you to know that. Well, in terms of women, most women don't know that we need life insurance, but the question is how much and what kind? Yeah. And so I would just want to encourage women to get life insurance. Um, term insurance doesn't cost very much. Term insurance is just that. If you learn these terms, you'll really understand finances very quickly. Term ends after a certain period of time. So if you're a single mother out there with children and maybe it'll be 10 more, 15 more years before your children leave the nest, then you want to make sure that you have life insurance that will cover you because insurance is really for those who depend upon you. Now, if you once you've gotten older and you paid for your house and all of that, you just need enough to be buried. <laughs> really, unless sure. you're trying to leave a large inheritance. But it's important that you get some insurance. And if your budget is tight, then you need to buy term insurance. It's much cheaper, just a fraction of what it costs to buy whole life insurance. But whole life insurance doesn't end after a certain term. It, you always have it if you've paid your premiums. So that's important. Nice. You know, the thing, too, we were talking about in between segments here is um, the decisions that we make and all those decisions being emotionally at least grounded or at minimum influenced. Right. And that's super essential when we talk about money because so many of the decisions we make about our money right. have emotional roots to them. They what's, do. what's the issue on that? Well, and sometimes it's fear. Uh, and, and we have to identify what emotion is driving this. For instance, um, I, for many years, and I'll just confess this, I was driven by insecurity. I had to have trappings. I have to have a status car and status clothes because I felt that my self-worth was tied to that. And people would, would esteem me more if I had the fancy car and the, and the clothes with the labels. Yes. And so my insecurity was driving my spending. And it drove me to spend on a car that almost broke us. Wow. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It was a foreign car. I won't, I won't tell the brand. But my husband said, you know what? One day you're going to look up and you're going to be an old lady. And all you're going to have to show for all your hard work is car repair bills. I mean, that car costs us more than a child's education. <laughs> I insisted on having it. It's like, wow. no, this is who I am. And I paid my dues. And I'm a CPA now. And people need to know I've arrived. <laughs> I was so glad when I got delivered from that. I am telling you, it's so easy for me to buy a car now. I'm in the market for a car now. My husband said, what kind do you want? I was like, one that gets me from point A to point B. Right, <laughs> right. right. So we have to understand, we can't be like Haman in the, in the Old Testament when, when the king asked him, Haman, what would you do for somebody you really wanted to honor? And he said, let's get the king's uh, horse and the king's robe and let's parade him down the street. In other words, I need people to know I have status things because that's where my self-worth is coming from, mm -hmm. you see? And so we have to really be in touch with that. So maybe that's an emotion that drives a decision. But you have to be truthful. You can't say, oh, no, no, that's not me. Yes, Bible says in Psalms 51, 
God desires truth in here in the inward parts You're so right. let's just be honest about what's driving our spending and you always ask yourself why and I like to ask this question before women go shopping would you buy that if everybody in the world were blind <laughs> I wow. think that's hilarious. If nobody could see it, would you still buy it? Because maybe you're buying it because you want you're trying to attach yourself to something that people would esteem. So that's that. <laughs> Sarah's looking at me like, do people really do that? There are people that really do. Yeah, that. I know. I'm like, uh, yes, people really okay. do. Okay, yeah, they do. They do. They do. And also, I want to uh, caution women that, especially if you're marrying someone who's married before, to make sure that you understand if they've changed all their beneficiaries. Serious. Yeah, because oh. I heard a story about a woman who. Um, married someone, he had never changed his beneficiaries. And I had another friend whose husband died and he had made his sister the beneficiary of his uh, retirement. And she didn't know it, know it until uh, uh, he died and he's down in the mortuary and she can't even pay for the funeral. And oh. she was bitter. And oh, I was just oh. happened to be a visitor in this transaction and she said, his, he can stay there until he rots in the mortuary. And my friend was like, no, go on and bury your husband with dignity. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, if he's giving his sister his money, I'm, I'm, about, ready to give, I'm about ready to give the lady a high five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Let the sister do Let it. Let the sister do it. But those are the kind of things you got to make sure you understand. Where you are, ask the question. Not just ask the question, review the insurance policies. Am I the beneficiary? You know, understand yes. stuff like that. I yes. even tell you how to hold title to your house if you are with a husband. If you have joint tenants, in, especially in the United States, if you have, if you hold it as joint tenants, then whoever dies, the other one automatically gets it. So I tell you how not to go through probates and how to make a will, should you have a will or a trust, in just bite-sized wisdom and at eighth grade level. Nice. And see, I love that. That's right here in the book and 21 strategies. And women, we don't need to be stupid about money. Turn your brain on. Get this book and see how you can even prosper. Not just pay bills, not just get by, but that you can prosper. God wants you to prosper. He even calls you beloved, wanting you to prosper. So get the book and don't just live in your emotional up and down. Live in what is godly wisdom. That's key for you. And of course, when you call us, you know, get prayer for certain specific things you need in a material way. We'd love to pray with you. Not counsel, but pray. And I always say this about books. Books are missionaries. They work while you sleep. We give people candy. We make them fat. We give them flowers. They wilt. Give them godly wisdom and change their lives. So don't just get one. Get two or three or four or five. Maybe you have 10 friends, 10 women friends. They really need this. Get 10 of them and you won't be sorry. I put my hand on my heart. You will not be sorry getting this book and giving it to others. You won't be, will they, Sarah? No, nope. I want to ask one last quick question. Okay. Managing money in a marriage. Yes. Because that's mm -hmm. kind of tricky. It's kind of tricky. Give us a, can you make it like, Concise? Yes, you have to you have to agree on the priorities. Most couples don't fight about money because there's a lack of it. They fight about it because they haven't agreed on what's top. So you got to sit down together and agree that this is our top priority. This this is how much money we'll make sure we always have in our savings. Uh, we'll make sure we get an agreement with each other before we spend a certain amount above a certain level. Let's say hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. But let's agree that that's how we're going to operate. If you can just get those things first, putting God first in your finances, making sure you're in agreement beyond a certain level, blah blah blah. 
let me tell you, you shouldn't have any problems and with that. And we talked off offset too about that 2020 little quiz thing about before you get married, before some questions married. to ask each other and some of that relates to, and some of those are in here. So I tell you, you gotta get this book. It's gonna be super helpful to you, helpful to your kids, helpful to your grandkids. And you know, I'm gonna sneak this in. Granted, it's written primarily for women, but the principles are you know, not just one gender, they're universal. So I'd encourage you, you say, well, I got sons, great. Grab a couple of these for your sons as well. It'll be a huge resource benefit to you. And I'm telling you, God wants to help you with this. So hop on the phone, grab a couple copies. It'd be great for a small group. We always, women, we always do these little book clubs and all that, phenomenal and super practical and yet filled with faith. A nice balance between faith and practicality. And of course, we'd love to pray for you. Whatever the needs are in your life, hop on the phone. We want to pray for you today. Money and the worries that come with it can be all consuming. We want to help you take charge of your money and conquer the bad habits, fears, and uncertainties that hinder your stability and success. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Deborah Pagay's book, One Minute Money Mentor for Women. With practical, easy to understand steps, you will learn how to ask for what you want in the workplace, strategies for getting out of debt and bringing your credit cards under control, the risk and rewards of investing, and much more. We will also send you Marilyn and Sarah's teaching CD, Provision for Your Vision. This resource shares how God provides for His children in both expected and unexpected ways and will guide you as you walk the path toward financial security. To complete this great resource, we will include our prayer scripture card for easy access to powerful scriptures that can change your circumstances. Financial freedom, it's not about wealth, it's about peace of mind. Call or click today to receive this life-changing resource. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect every one with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life-giving revelation to our modern moment. God's heart relentlessly reaches all our hidden places and changes us from the inside out. And Living Genuine Love is equipping people with resources and tools that empower them to walk in this intimate relationship with God. Sarah is a powerful scholar and spirit-led teacher with a gift and passion that takes her many places around the world to bring lasting change to each of us who are craving the transformative love of God. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarahbowling.org or call us at 800-627-1995. such an honor and a delight to have you. Oh my goodness, I always love, 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 love getting to talk with you. They get to watch some of it, but I like it even better for like the offline, you know, we get to talk and dialogue. So but as we finish today, I want you to pray for our audience, please, Deborah, yes. um, to help them with their finances. Thank you. And thank you for this opportunity. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you supply all of our need according to your great resources. So we say, forgive us, God, for bringing you down to the level of our checks and known resources that we think we have access to. And Father, today we just dedicate our finances to you anew. Help us to have the right priority. 
Help us to put you first and to obey you in our giving. Lord, help us to walk in integrity. We want to do all that we can, Lord, so that we position ourselves for you to show yourself strong in our finances. I pray that there is no lack in this audience, but every person who has a need, help us to know that you've already supplied it. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, that you are a miracle worker. Our eyes are on you, our expectations of you, God, that you will bring every need, God, to fruition. And we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for being our God in Jesus' name, amen. You know, I love this. God says the love of money is the root of all evil. We don't love money, we love Him. And so He wants to take money and make it work in your life. You know what I want to say to you today? Money is your servant when you are His servant. He will prosper you and do things beyond what you can even imagine. Don't run after money, let money run after you. If you go after wisdom, in her right hand is length of days, in her left hand is riches and honor. You have a long time to live to enjoy all the riches and honor that come your way. Why? Because you go after Him, His godly wisdom in everything. 